Hey y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to Take a Seat. Today's episode will be with my best friend, Erin, where we'll be having a conversation about being the only child. Specifically, Erin. Yes, (laughs) me. Well, and I don't want to say the only child. I'll say the golden child. I like that. You like that? Is that that better for you? Yeah, I like that. (laughs) So, Erin, I know that you come from a family of just of one yes a family of one and I want to talk about your experience growing up being the golden child because for me it's totally different I have four siblings so and, and then I was the baby and then my brother came and then I became like the the middle child you could say toward still the baby yeah. the baby girl of the family but I want to talk about your experience because like I said for me it's completely opposite Mm -hmm. and so tell me about that um it was definitely a journey but in my experience it's pretty fun um I'm an only child my mom's an only child so I didn't have any aunts I didn't have any uncles I didn't have any first cousins so Mm -hmm. um basically it was fun because my mom kept me in so much when Mm -hmm. I was a child and growing up I was either at a friend's house, I was at church, school, after school activities. So um, my journey was pretty fun. You know, I can't speak on nobody else, but, you know, just having a good family in itself, you know, I had fun being on a child. Mm-hmm. So what were the some of the, the things that um, you were able to do? I know when we met in middle school, I knew then that, yeah, she had a fun childhood, or or rather, like you you traveled a lot. Like that yeah. was something that I just kind of noticed off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like when when we had the opportunity to go places, mm-hmm. you know, with uh with band or with like Beta Club, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yes. you're like yeah, <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> <Meanwhile>, go. <laughs> you're like your mom already had the bags packed. Right. She was trying to calm my mom down. <laughs> So uh, tell me about um, the experience and uh, why was traveling so, you know, profound and just important for you all? It was important before I was born. And then I don't know, it's like when I was little, I told my mom, like, I want my goal is to go to all 50 states. And then after that, I wanted to do all the countries and then so forth and so forth. So I guess when I told my mom that, you know, she was very adamant, you know, she wanted me to do it you know she wanted to help me reach my goal so and then too our family is small so it don't take nothing to Mm -hmm. just get up and go Mm -hmm. like plan pay and go yeah um that was a blessing in itself so traveling was a big thing in our family and um I'm very blessed to Mm -hmm. have that in our family and it's still in our family Mm -hmm. to this day you know um like I, I think at a all 50 states I've been to like 20 something and I'm very blessed and I've been to two countries and that was Mexico and the Bahamas and mm-hmm. um yeah I just I don't know we we just love traveling now um that my grandma's getting older she definitely wants to go every Christmas like she don't want to spend Christmas at home anymore she mm-hmm. wants the whole family to go out of state and go you know have another Christmas experience new things basically so right how did that spontaneous attitude start? I think it started with my mom, to be honest. I think because 
basically, you know, when she was our age, she was traveling, you know, she was traveling. She'd been to Alaska. She'd been to Jamaica. You know, she'd been all these different places. And basically when she got old enough, you know, she, I guess she told the family like, Hey, let's, let's start doing this. Let's start making memories. Let's start exploring the world. So I think it started with my mom because she don't mind. Like if, especially like if it's a 14 hour drive, I remember when we went to Florida, she drove the whole way, you know, she don't mind driving. She loves traveling. So I think it started with my mom. So uh, tell me how growing up with your mom and your grandmother, um, just constantly being there for you and, 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 aiding you in your growth and teaching you so many lessons how did that make you become who you are um it definitely it definitely impacted me um not having a father figure in the home just seeing two women literally um working and working their butts off for me just you know just it really made me see what a real independent woman was um my mom she's single working uh, eight hour job every day, then taking me to after school activities, my grandma doing the same thing, even when she was retired, she too taking me to extra uh, curricular activities. So I think it really taught me how to be independent. I'm very independent right now. And I have to, you know, I've learned throughout the years, like, you know, try to let other people do things for me. Cause that's just all I've saw all mm-hmm. my life. Like my mom did everything. She played the mom role, the dad role. Mm-hmm. She paid all the bills. She cooked, she cleaned. So that's me now. And so I had to learn, like, let other people do stuff for me, but they definitely taught me independence. Yeah. And I can say the same for, you know, for my mom as well. Um, prior to her marriage. I mean, that's all I knew yeah, was basically. just her. Yep. Super mama. I still call her super mama yes. to this day. Yes. <laughs> it's in my phone. I call mm-hmm. her super mama. Anytime I need something, she's there. Right. And even when I I know that even when she didn't feel like doing something, she, she did it anyway. Did. Yep. And it's just like the sacrifices, you mm-hmm. know, that single parents make, single mothers make, along with, like you said, being the the father and being the mother Mm -hmm. you know and with her raising with my mom raising three girls and a boy it's just so much much because you know some things a woman can't teach her son Mm -hmm. or I'm not gonna say can't but it's kind of harder to relay the message and it be effective that's one thing that I really admire you know about my mom is her independence Mm -hmm. and through my through my journey with her and just you know growing up in a house of siblings you know she's she's taught us to be you know independent right but there was a point where she taught me like hey let a guy do what a guy is supposed to do okay yes let a guy do what mm-hmm. he's supposed to do and what he should do because that's how you know what you allow that's that's what's going to be the standard right so not having a father figure, how was that for you personally? Personally, um, it really didn't affect me. Um, you know, for a while he was um, in my life. You know, I'll go see him like on Father's Day or just different weekends, but it really didn't affect me. Like I said, um, you know, just having family and friends, I really didn't think about it, mm-hmm. you know. And to be honest, I don't think I grasp the concept until I got older and Mm. once I got older it was like well you know 
I don't want to say he didn't matter, but I was just so used to him not there. It's yeah. just like I never thought twice about it. Yeah. So it really was. It really didn't impact me mm-hmm. not having a father. Yeah, because it, it's almost like the the void was filled, right? Like, or rather, there was no void because it was just like, eh, yeah, like okay, yeah, <laughs> like, like it's okay. Just, and and that's I think that's the sad part about mm-hmm. it. That's the sad part that. Well, really, both of our mothers, mm-hmm. you know, had to be the mom and the dad. Right. In the moments where they're still here, you know, in the moments yeah. where they're still alive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always wonder, do I cross his mind? Mm. And, you know, do do we cross their mm. mind? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's, that's the question right there that's the question of the day that's the question that's the question because it's like I didn't come in this world alone okay like you was there when I was born what happened what happened and like to kind of pick up back off that that's a great question because truth be told he doesn't cross my mind mm. so I wouldn't feel no type of way if I didn't cross his mind to be honest I wouldn't it's sad to say but Mm -hmm. like I said it's I'm used to it you know yeah you know if he did come back you know I you know I'd be happy you know he's alive and well all that but it's not gonna change nothing you know I'm still gonna live my everyday life you know my mom is still gonna be the mom and dad to me Mm -hmm. she's still gonna be my caretaker like she's been doing all my life yeah you know not gonna bother me mm. and and do you ever think about it or is it just kind of like it's only you only think about it when asked or I only think about it when asked yeah I only think about it when asked and it's sad again but it's life when did you realize that you didn't have your father in your life like what age mm-hmm. was that I think I think around my preteen, mm. preteens, basically. Yeah, preteens. Because, you know, that's when I saw him more, started getting him a Father's Day gift, at least, you know, um, seeing him on weekends. So probably like 12, 13-ish. Mm-hmm. And like I said, still didn't face me or nothing, you know. I just know, oh, hey, I'm going to go see my dad, see how he's doing, then leave. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was preteens. And is that when you realized, or or when was the moment you realized, like, wow, my mom is really playing my mother and my father? Was it younger, or or was it still preteen? Preteens, pre-teen? yeah. I, well, I kind of been noticed when I was little, but like I said, I probably didn't grasp the concept mm-hmm. until preteens. And, you know, even when my mom probably couldn't be the mom and dad. My grandma stepped up. Mm-hmm. And so she would be the mom at sometimes, mm-hmm. or she would be the dad. Mm-hmm. So either way it go, I, I still had a mom and dad. Yeah. It was either right. between my mom or my grandma. Yeah. So yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> that's, look, that's important to know this too. Cause okay. look, look, uh, a father don't necessarily, have, well, look, we know that a father does not have to be a man. Okay. He does not. <laughs> <laughs> it can come it can come um in a in a woman mm-hmm. um just like our our mothers did um but i i want to 
kind of reflect on your grandma. Mm-hmm. And I know she is like your bestie. Yes, your best friend. That's your rock girl. That's my girl. <laughs> so um, talk to me about your relationship with your grandma and just how it's so special. I mm-hmm. just, y'all are two peas in a pod. Yeah, I was just about <laughs> to say that it's, we're two peas in a pod, but um, that's my everything right there. And um, she spoiled me, but I have two definitions of spoiled, but we'll get into that later. But she definitely spoiled me. And um, the first three years of my life, my mom and I stayed with her. Until, you know, my mom found her house, built her own home, you know. Mm -hmm. But the first three years of my life, we stayed at her house. And that's when I got attached. Mm. Everywhere I was, she was. Everywhere she was, I was. Like, it was no separation. Mm -hmm. If she was at a school meeting, I was there. If she was at a neighborhood meeting, I was there. If she was at the store just picking up some bread, I was there. (laughs) I went with her everywhere and... Like, that's my girl. Like, when, during school, I would literally, school, I would literally stay at my house. But if we had a winter break, fall break, summer, one day of school for parent-teacher, I'm packing <laughs> up and going straight to my grandma's house. That's how much she means to me. Is it because you got what you wanted or it was just like the... It wasn't the, even that. The, it was just... The I relationship. It was the relationship. And it seemed like... It was understood. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knew, oh, Aaron's not going to leave her. Like, mm-hmm. Aaron's not, it's not that Aaron don't want to be at home. It's not that Aaron don't want to be with her mom. It's Aaron's not leaving her grandmother. So, <laughs> everybody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> everybody. Everybody knows that right there. Um, so, I, I do want to talk about something that you you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, you said there are two definitions of spoil. Mm-hmm. And I want to go, I, well, I want to talk about how there's this myth mm-hmm. that the only child is self-centered. Mm-hmm. The only child is selfish. The only child um, is spoiled, mm-hmm. bossy. Mm-hmm. The list goes on. It I'm pretty does. sure you... you you, I'm pretty sure you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the characteristics. So, um, but none of those characteristics describe you. Like that's one thing that I picked up as well. Like when I first met you, it's like I knew you were the only child, but at the same time, you couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. And so, how, like. How did you not embody those characteristics? Mm, good question. So I'm going to start off with spool. And I don't know if it makes sense to y'all, but it, it makes sense to me. So I have a spool to where you are blessed. And then I have a spool to where you just get what you want when you want. Okay. Like a bratty spool. Okay. And I'm definitely the blessed spool. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm mostly spoiled by my grandmother. And I say that because it's not with just what I want. It's with love. It's with food. It's, it's with anything mm-hmm. that she gives me. I feel like she spoils me with it. Um, yes, yeah, like most of the time if I tell my mom or my grandma, like, hey, I would like this, I would like that, 
two days later, boom, there it is. But is there times where they said no? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, they definitely said no. But they would still work hard, and maybe a Christmas later or a birthday later, i have it. It's not just a no, you'll never get it. Right. It's a no, I'm going to just tell you no now, and later I'll work for it, and you'll have it. And that's why I say I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had two people that always wanted to get me what I wanted, but they knew that when they couldn't, you know, they had to tell me no for right now, mm-hmm. but when they worked for it and, you know, they sacrificed for it, I was going to get it. Now, I'm definitely not the sport or spoiled brat. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's not that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Mm-mm. And then you work hard for what you want. Yes, definitely. I was taught that at a young age. Yeah. Yeah. My mama said, don't, don't ever expect nothing given. Always work for it. So, yeah, that's that wasn't me. You also have a really, 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 really big heart. Yes. And given the comment that you just said about, you know, never expect anything, mm-hmm. you know, just just give it. Yes. Yes. Where did that, well, did that giving spirit come from your mom and your grandma? It came from my grandmother. Um, no matter who you are, no matter your situation, anything, she would give you her last and I picked it up, picked up on that at a young age. But ever since I was born, ever since I was little, my mom said I'll always be giving stuff away. Like I'll always give my toys away. I'll give this away. I'll give that away. So I've always been a caring person. I've always been a giving person. And I just grew up knowing that I want to work in the healthcare field. I want to mm-hmm. uh, work with people. I love to see smiles, smiles on people's face. I've always been that person just... I don't know. Like you said, I really do have a big heart. And seeing somebody smile about the smallest little thing warms my heart up so much. So that definitely came from my grandmother because to this day, like, she's still giving at this point. Like, during the pandemic, you know, they was giving away the food boxes. Instead of getting the food boxes for herself, she would go get them for people that couldn't go get it mm-hmm. or from the homeless or for people that's in other counties that can't come to Jackson. Mm. So I definitely got that from my grandmother. Talk to me about how that can sometimes kind of backfire. Because hmm. people will definitely take you for advantage. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's one thing my mama stressed and still stressed to this day. Like, do not let nobody take your kindness for granted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I struggle with that because even though I do know your past and I do know how you treat people, I'm still willing to help. Mm-hmm. I'm still willing to do this and that for you. And sometimes I have to be like, and slow down. You know, um, they might be taking you for granted. Mm-hmm. And so... I definitely had to learn that the hard way, but you know we, you know we learn from our mistakes. Was that harder for you, given that you were the only child and you ha- you didn't have like siblings to kind of direct you? It, it seems like everything you had to just kind of learn on your own. Where for yes. me, like if my sister messed up, if my well, if my sisters messed up, or if my brother messed up, I can easily learn from their mm-hmm. mistakes mm-hmm. rather than going through it. So talk to me about that. Yes, like so I. Like you said, I I didn't have any siblings, so I didn't have nobody I can look up to or I didn't have nobody I can teach, like, Mm. you know, if I had a younger sibling. So I basically had to learn from doing. Mm -hmm. And so if I did something wrong and it was a mistake, you know, I had to learn from it. Um, 
my mom and grandmother wasn't really teachers, if sort of say, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They just, when I did it and I did it wrong, they told me I did it wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I learned from that, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, growing up, not being able to, be able to look up to people, well, look up to your older siblings, that was a little struggle, you know. But at the end of the day, I did have friends that had siblings and or I had older cousins, and I can mm-hmm. look up to them where I can see, okay, hey, they did this, they did this that way, not the way I did it. And so, you know, it's always an alternative yeah. to it. Right. So instead of me having my own siblings, it's like my friends, I had their siblings. Mm-hmm. So, What's some more challenges that you faced during your childhood as, as far as... Being the only child? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't think I had any other challenges other than that. Um, any I know personal, you... like any personal challenges, more so of like, or was it any moment where you felt overprotected, lonely? Yeah, um, definitely not lonely. Okay, because like I said, my mama had me in everything. Everything. So I really didn't have time <laughs> to be lonely. Right. And um, sheltered, no. Overprotective, probably yes. Um, but that's kind of expected because I'm mm-hmm. my only child. I'm right. her only baby. Yes. And um, that was kind of just expected. But she's definitely working on it still to to, the, to this day. <laughs> she still kind yes, of can over. Of course. She still can overprotect me from things. But um, yeah, and and being overprotective really didn't hinder me either because Hmm. even though I know my mama was just trying to look out you know trying to do what's best for me I still knew like okay I'm not gonna I'm not gonna need you well not I'm not gonna say not gonna need you what do I say um I know you're not gonna be here forever Mm -hmm. so I know I'm still gonna have to learn this on my own. You can't do everything for me, you know. You can't, you can't shield me from the world, basically. Yes. Like, and that was something. Um, that was a challenge. So yeah, that was a challenge in high school. Like, you know, she wanted to shield me from the world. Well, not shield me from the world, but she wanted to do everything for me. Basically, she didn't mm-hmm. want to let me bump my head. She didn't want to let me do things on my own because basically. She just wanted to do, have everything right for me. So mm-hmm. all I had to do was just go in and get it. Yeah. And, and, so, I, and I think that's just moms. Yes, That's it just is. moms wanting the best for their children and being, like I said, the super moms. The super moms. <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, never was lonely. <laughs> um, but, yes, probably did, I probably was overprotective. Okay. So, um being the only child, what are some differences that you noticed in like your friends or people who are not the only child? Oh, hmm. uh, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, cause I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> like, is there a radar that kind of like uh radar only child radar going off? You know, like do you do you have that signal, or it's like do you know like do you ever get that inclination like ah oh, I bet they're the only child. Oh, they're they're the only child. <laughs> it, I don't know. Okay. I don't be paying attention. Okay. But 
I probably could, but I don't. Okay, know. well, let me let me just say this. Is it anything that you have mentally noted or that you've become aware about uh, people with siblings? Mm, yes, they love like they love big gatherings. If mm. if that makes sense, um, they love just being around people and. You know, well, I love being around people, and I'm the only child, so, mm-hmm. but I guess that's what I can say, and, you know, um, eh. I know that's kind of like a weird question, but I, I wanted to throw that curveball in, because I, <laughs> you know, me being, yeah. having, having siblings, I just wanted to know, like, I was wondering, when I was thinking about, like, questions, I was like, Hmm, I wonder, like, is it like an only child radar alert system go- that goes off? <laughs> it probably is, but you probably have to be, like you said, very self-centered, very mm. bossy. Like, I feel like if they just somebody like me, like, I probably can't tell if they're yeah. only child. Yeah, because so. you're so, like, your vibe is just, like, so mellow and so, like, chill. And, then, mm-hmm. like, you like to have fun. So it's like... Yes. Whoa! Like I don't know. Like <laughs> yeah, I guess the only saying. child, the expected only child, isn't you. Like I would have probably mm-hmm. thought that you had other, other siblings. siblings. Yeah, and there's something my mom and grandma definitely, definitely taught me. Like they taught me to be humble. They taught me to mm. treat others like I want to be treated. They definitely did not want me to have that only child syndrome. You know. Um, as far as I can remember, I never remember me having a, how you say, a tantrum, 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 because I didn't mm-hmm. get what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I knew, like, if I couldn't get it, I couldn't get it, you know? Mm-hmm. There's no need to have a tantrum over it. Um, my grandma, from from middle school all the way up to college, even when I finished college, she called me every morning to make sure I prayed, make sure I did this, that. But I always remember she was like, treat everyone you meet today nice. Mm. Treat them nice, and that's mm-hmm. what she would say every day. So they definitely taught me not to be self-centered, not to be bossy, this, that, and the other. I think that's why we gravitated towards each other. Mm-hmm. We're so much alike, mm-hmm. uh, especially in that aspect. Yeah, because I mean, my mom. Oh my gosh, you ne- number one, like you said, always treat people nice, mm-hmm. no matter what. No matter what, you never know what someone is going through. Right. You're not better than anybody. Mm-mm. Humble. Be humble. Work hard. Work. Be confident. But always be nice because you just you never, never know. know. Yeah, and that's the thing. You and and you leave it at that because you never know. Mm-hmm. And just being kind can really solve a lot you know um and i think that's something that people don't do not everyone is taught how our mothers taught us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and that's one thing that i learned just from being in school (laughs) (laughs) yes just from being in school and um yeah it's just it's, it's it's crazy, but it's it's really amazing because it doesn't matter how many children you have. Right. One, two, three, four, five. It's right. the principle. It's the principle. You know, and 
it goes to show that given that you're the only child and I have siblings, it doesn't make a difference, mm-hmm. you know, but your upbringing makes the difference. Mm-hmm. Given that and everything that you've talked about, um, how will you move forward and in creating your family? And mm-hmm. are do you have plans to, to kind of keep on the tradition of only child? Uh, excuse me, the golden child? No, or do you Mm-mm. want... How many do you want? Okay, so... <laughs> Ooh, she coming out with a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all gonna be like, what? But I want, like, five kids. Mm, okay. I do want five kids. Everybody be like, no, you don't. I be like, yes, I do. Yeah. I, like, I'll... If not five, I'll settle for four. No, Nothing less than four. Um, Because, to be honest, after me, that's it. So, let's say, God forbid, I cannot have any children. That's it. Of the family, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have no sisters, no brothers, mm-hmm. I don't have no aunts, no uncles. So I need to <laughs> have more <laughs> so my family can keep going on mm-hmm. for generations and generations. And my plan is like, I want either four or five kids. Woo, you know? Four or five. Yes, wow. I always love oh, big families. Yes, I love big families. Love them, love them, love them. I think that's one thing about being the only child you will cling to other families. Mm. And I definitely cling to like you and your family mm-hmm. and my church family. Mm-hmm. Like and it and then another thing to piggyback off that only child people did I say that right? Girl, it is <laughs> a okay. Oh <laughs> um, <laughs> they know. Yeah. The golden child or whatever. Um I wouldn't say we have trust issues, but we we have a big heart because we trust everybody. Mm. Since we don't have a sister and brother to talk to, mm. you know, we'll talk to a friend, we'll talk to a distant cousin, mm-hmm. we'll talk to a church member. And it's definitely me. Like, with all my problems, like, if, if I feel like I can't go to my mom or my grandma, I'm going straight to you. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going straight to my cousin Tawari. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to my church members that I have. And um, I think that's where, uh, where my big heart comes from as well. Like, I trust everybody. And that can be a bad thing as well. Like, you know, you think this person has your back, but, you yeah, know, they might be talking about you. So, but anyway, back to my big family. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I want four to five kids. I love two-story houses. Love them, love them, love them. But the older I get, I'm like, do I want a cleaner two-story house? I don't know. So I, now I'm like, okay, a big old one-story house. And um, my dream is to be an occupational therapist. And one day That's in my, the books. Yes. That's going to happen. And one day owning my own clinic so I can provide for my hubby and my kids. Yes, ma'am. Day, so, yes, yeah. ma'am. That's my plan, girl. Wow. Look, I, um, I remember when... I wanted five kids. Nope. Remember. I four kids. And then I said three. And now I'm at two. Uh-uh, man. <laughs> Baby, I'm at two. Uh-uh, girl. My kids don't need somebody to play with. <laughs> I am at two, girl. I started at five. I went down. I, yeah, so... Oh, it's it's different, girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it'll probably it'll probably change. It'll probably go up, but we gonna pray. Um, 
hey, you know, um, <laughs> I have a lot. The thing about it is I have a lot of nieces and nephews. Well, yes. You know, oh, my gosh. So it's just weird. Those are your kids right there for right now. No, really. It is, they are. They are. They keep me young. They keep me going. Um, they also make me feel old. Um, <laughs> my little brother, he makes me feel like. Oh, yes. I'm a freaking grandma. I think you make all your friends feel old. Because <laughs> we're literally watching them grow up. Like, <laughs> last time I saw you, you were, like, this tall. And, and now, now, now like, he has the deep voice. <sighs> all that. So it's just like, dude, slow down. Yes. Because you're making me feel like I'm not doing nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then, also, I became an aunt at nine years old. Yeah. You know, so I started... I started really young in, in the whole, you know, auntie duty role. <laughs> right. Um, and I think that's why my numbers kind of went down. Mm. Like, because they are, like I said, they are a lot. But it's not a lot, like, overbearing. It's just, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the energy. Tap, tap, tap out. Yes. Tap out. Um, but I think that's the, that's the joy about it. And then, too, they're, they're my practice. You know, I'd like to I'd like to say that my brother and my nieces and my nephews have been my practice mm -hmm. and um I can't I can't beat that and I wouldn't want it any other way. So what's some uh, advice that you'd like to give to those golden children out there in the world? Definitely stay humble. Um like I said earlier, treat people how you wanna be treated. Um don't trust everybody, but still um, have, I don't know if this going to make sense, but still have the tendency to, to like trust them, mm -hmm. I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, stay active, you know, don't just sit up at home, you know. Do stuff in the church, do stuff in your community, do stuff at school. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest thing is, though, is to stay humble because you can easily, like easily get into that self-centered self-entitled mode mm. because um i'm not gonna say i did at one point in time but it was very close because it was like nothing was going right mm. if nothing was going i'm not gonna say nothing going my way but nothing was going the way how i wanted to go mm. so i'm like why is nothing working you know i'm doing this doing that what's going on maybe it's not me and i started getting like okay yeah it's not me it's somebody else so definitely Stay true to yourself yes. and stay humble. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much, Erin. You're welcome. This is great. It was. Wow. I, and I really enjoyed this conversation because I've learned a lot more about golden children. Yeah. <laughs> we just not like slowly. Yeah, right, right, right. So, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate those who are listening and continue to stay updated on Social Light Club. In the meantime, y'all be blessed. See ya. Peace.